Hello, everyone out there. You're listening to the Life of a Church Pastor here on COD Roadrunner Radio. I'm your host, Malik Williams. Today, we're going to be talking about what it is like to have the life of a church pastor with one very special guest that I have known my whole entire life. This will be a great way to represent Christianity and a great way to inspire those who have the passion to want to become church pastors. So let's welcome our very special guest, my father, Pastor Tony Williams Sr. Hello, Dad. How are you doing today? Hey, son. I'm doing great today. Thank you. Awesome. So, Pops, since I already know why you wanted to become a church pastor, why don't you tell everyone out there on the radio why you wanted to become a pastor? Honestly, Malik, uh, since I grew up pretty much knowing about God and going to church as a young adult, um, you know, I just had the passion and the desire to help other people. Uh and I knew that I could realize and just more than worship the Lord, but I can give teachings and preachings too that teach people and show people more about the Lord. So tell us exactly, tell us all how it feels to be a pastor. Well, to be a pastor, it's great. It feels good knowing that I can pray for those who need help in life, even if there are those out there who doubt that God is real. I still try my best to encourage them and to believe in Him. Um, just being of help, being of service, uh, knowing that there's a higher power than any of us have, and we can access that, that, that really is important to me because so many people in life uh, deal with things that, you know, God can really help them with, and all we need to do is encourage them to know that they can reach out to God himself. Wow, that's great. Yeah, you know, and there was times, Malik, when I needed help myself in life, and uh, the most help that I got was from people that, not only prayed for me, that also steered me to the Lord himself. Um, as you already know, son, I had a rough childhood growing up, so I needed a lot of help, and God is the one who gave me the most help. Yeah, I remember you telling me all of that. But did you want to share a little bit more about what happened to you in the past, or no? No, it's okay. I don't mind. Uh, me and my family used to live in poverty, and we struggled most of our lives. We all had to provide food for our own selves at times. When I got a little older, I went down the wrong path, which I thought was good, but thankfully the Lord found me, corrected me, and guided me through the, through to the back to the right path, which is the path of his righteousness. And uh, that being said, Malik, um, I really believe what I teach. I really believe what I preach and what I share from the Word of God with people because I'm a living testimony to the power of God. But my past is not as prevalent as my present or as bright as my future. Um, so that's the encouragement I can give other people. Although you might be in the middle of something bad or something terrible, uh, trusting in the Lord will make things a whole lot better. It might not happen overnight, but but it'll happen. Yeah, I've been there. You've, you taught me a lot about that. I love, respect, and admire that. Awesome. And tell us, when you started following God's path, how did you feel? Well, I knew it was right. Because I had experienced so many things that were wrong. I knew it was right. And like I said earlier, I knew things wouldn't change overnight. But some things changed very quickly. Um, there was hope where there was hopelessness. There was a, there was a, new, uh, a new love of life that I had lost for a while there. And there was something that I was looking forward to that was life itself because life had become dull and, and pretty much boring. And uh, at the same time, I didn't look forward to a lot of things. But 
once I started going down the right path, I knew it was the right path. That's great stuff, Pops. Great stuff. To tell you the truth, that if it wasn't for you, I would never have followed God's path either. So thank you. Of course, son. You're welcome. So how long exactly have you been a church pastor? Right now I've been pastoring for uh, almost 11 years. Um, that's my wife and I uh, actually heading and leading uh, the congregation that we presently pastor. But I've been in I've been in ministry since 1996, so 27, almost 28 years. And that within the context of the ministry, I was uh, going to school, going to college, gotten my degree in theology, and also um, minister in a lot of different ways. I preach and teach and counsel. So it's been 27, 27, almost 28 years now, but 10 years of pastoring, which is. Uh, a different different animal all of itself, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And 10 years later, you're still a strong and wise pastor, and just seeing you in church giving the word to everyone in the church shows that you have so much potential. You are still the greatest pastor I've seen, ever seen in my life. Awesome, man. Well, you, you, you better say that if you know what's good for you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Malik, I, I take that uh, as a serious compliment because although you're my son, you don't have to listen to anything I say. You don't have to believe anything that comes out of my mouth. So that shows me, son, that you have a connection with God all all by yourself, and that, that's great. That's great. Nice. So you so you if you felt like all along, like you felt like it was your destiny to be a pastor, was there, did you have different destinies before you decided to want to become a pastor? Or Sure. I, I, I you know, I wouldn't say I always wanted to be a pastor, Malik. I, I just knew that I had had to have God in my life and I didn't know what that looked like necessarily. I knew that I needed him and that I wanted to live for him. I didn't know specifically I was going to be called into a pastor. I, I'll just be honest with you. I thought I was so bad once upon a time that the only way for me to make it to heaven was to be a pastor because I lived such a bad life in my eyes. You know, I was just a young man doing foolish things and stuff of that nature. But but um, it became, you know, the truth be became it was my destiny. And uh, that's one thing about when you serve the Lord, you know, you'll find out what your your calling, what your what your destiny is in Him. So it, it happened that once I gave my life to Him, eventually things led to the pastorate, which is my destiny. And now I'm being fulfilled as a pastor. Well, tell you the truth, sometimes I'm still, sometimes I still wonder if I would ever become a pastor one day too. I mean, you and I both know that I want to be an actor and a singer, but. There are times I also wonder to myself if I should at least try pastoring once, like <laughs> give a word one day, you know. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if it works like that, but uh, I can tell you what, Malik, there's definitely a, a calling in your life, um, on your life in particular. And uh, as long as you're willing to allow the Lord to unfold and kind of pull off the levels and the layers of, of what your life is and what he wants your life to become, wherever that leads you. You can be an actor and a pastor. You could be a singer and a pastor. You could be a minister and a, and, and a, and a singer. Um, the limits that we put on ourselves are, are generally the limits that we put on ourselves. However, we do have to give God first billing, which means we put him first. And then other things come. So your passions are great. Put God first, and then other things will unfold as well. I'll keep that in mind. All right. For those of you out there listening to this, I've been seeing my father go from minister to pastor. Just by watching him over the years sharing the word of God, I already knew as a kid he would become the best pastor there is. 
Well, thank you, Malik. I, I, I take that. Now, I do expect an award of some sort because <laughs> you said so. So make up the Best Pastor in the, uh, the, the World Award, and I'll be glad to accept it. I do appreciate your kind words. Of course. Well, we're going to be taking a short break. We'll be back with more Life of a Church Pastor. Do you know College of the Desert has a radio station? What? Yeah, they do. It's COD Roadrunner Radio. COD Roadrunner Radio is the place to be for nonstop music and good vibes. Find us on the TuneIn app and play us on your phone or computer. Tell your friends and family about us or even your pet. You can listen anywhere at any time. Tune in and let the music take you away. And remember, it's COD Roadrunner Radio. Your music, your voice, your station. COD Roadrunner Radio. Want to improve your language skills? Check out College of the Desert's ESL courses. You can pick between ESL credit courses or ESLN classes depending on your goals. Have questions? Talk to our counselors. With ESLN, we offer six English levels and a simple placement test. It's great for careers and further studies. You only need an official photo ID. Registration is open for anyone and you can sign up in person as long as there's space available. Visit collegeofthedesert.edu for more information. Your path to better language skills starts here. Hello, all you listeners out there, and welcome back to Life of a Church Pastor. I'm your host, Malik Williams, and with me is our special guest for today, my father, Pastor Tony Williams Sr. Hello, everybody out there. So, Pops, tell us more about your life as a church pastor. Well, there's a lot of details, you know. A lot of things happen as being a church pastor. It's been life-changing for me as much as it has for other people. Uh, I say that because looking at my past and seeing how much pain and drama I went through and how it got me here today helped me realize if I can keep on moving forward with my life, then I believe that others out there can too. Being a pastor for the past 10 plus years helped me to see more of how I can help people and pray for them too. So now, no matter what I go through these days, just know that I will never stop being the pastor in our church. Um, it's not just a job. It's a passion, and I don't mean like it's a job where I get paid for it. It's the job that the Lord has commissioned me to do. It's good to see people who come in with hurts, with pains, with ills, with confusion, with with doubts, and a life in disarray. It's, it's, it's really good to see them hear the gospel, hear the word of God, and be encouraged uh, to see their lives change. Uh, the biggest thing that God blesses me with from my perspective is that he allows me to see persons go from bad to good, from hurt to, to healed, from, from sick to well. And uh, he allows me to see men, broken people mended, you know, relationships restored, uh, families restored and renewed. People uh, get businesses and, and, and new houses, new cars. And not that we preach and teach necessarily on those subjects, but when people get right back in life, uh, so many other things happen. So many other light bulbs come on. So many other opportunities are there. People go from no de- no no college education to college degrees, from bachelors to masters, and from masters to PhDs. We've seen people go from there. We've seen people go from homeless to home ownership. So for me, it's it's it's, it's not just from uh, damnation from hell to heaven, but living here uh, productively and uh, and in a good way on earth. So. My biggest joy is that I get to see people. I get to see lives changed because of the gospel. 
and that was very touching right there pups and honestly i i i feel that same way too i mean i've i've seen people go from bad worse to good great or greater and i totally understand your perspective and sometimes i always feel like i could do the same thing as you like not only just like give a word one day but encourage those to believe in god even if they don't want to be convinced or persuade i feel that what you have is something that i feel i have too like and that's confidence and encouragement to help those that need it yes sir you have the same spirit of god in in you that i have inside of me and you have the same belief that brings uh the transformations too so even if people may not hear you they'll see you and your life will show something and and they'll have a seed planted even if you never tell them about the lord necessarily your life preaches sometimes better than anything that can come out of your mouth so malik i would encourage you and anybody else that is a christian and that wants to influence people which we all really want to do just keep living the life of jesus christ so that your light can shine that's what the word says let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and then gives your father glory who's in heaven so how you live leek will be greater a lot of times than what you speak very intriguing very touching thank you so anyway can you you think you could tell the audience a little bit about our church and where you preach sure our church is a christian church is non-denominational um and and all that really means is that we don't belong to a to a uh necessarily a religious body like Baptist or Methodist or Catholic or Presbyterian. Uh, we just preach and teach from the Bible, uh, Jesus Christ being our cornerstone and our rock and our foundation. Uh, we believe in uh, miracles, signs, and wonders. We believe in the infilling of the Holy Spirit. We believe in speaking in tongues. We believe in the power of God. We, we don't uh, try to limit or try to uh, make our church necessarily a, a program or a rote script so to speak, but we uh, allow the Holy Spirit to move. It's not It's not in disarray. It's in his timing and in his way. Um, it's a free, loving church as far as uh, we don't discriminate against anybody. We have blacks, whites, uh, Mexicans, Asians, young, old, uh, brand, brand new babies to, to senior citizens, to retirees. Um, and we have every bit of the city, the community is represented in our church. So I'm very, very grateful that the Lord allowed me the opportunity and trusted me enough as a steward to have such a broad ranging church. So anybody out there that's listening, you're welcome to come. Yeah. And that's, and that's one thing I really love about a church is that we welcome any, anybody, any race. And no matter, no matter if we disagree with one another, whether we agree, or disagree with one another, we all always come to one thing and, we just we just show love and compassion to one another, and that's one thing I really love about our church. That's why me and your mom, after much prayer, named it Love of Christ Community Church, because we wanted to lead with love. And one thing I do reiterate and one thing I do say um, from the pulpit from time to time is that if you're in this church and someone's not showing you love, please let me know, because we don't want to be hypocritical even in our name. We want to show love to all that we encounter yes sir um oh yeah so so tell us of all of all the services that you've done like of all the preachings you've done like which one did you feel was your best one wow honestly son that's a pretty good and hard question to answer 
there's so many, to me, so many great services uh, that I've been a part of. But if I would have to choose one, it would be the 10-year anniversary service. Honestly, I felt like that was the best service, too. I mean, 10 years of you being a pastor and just seeing how far you've gotten and the hard work and dedication you put in it to everything and effort, too. It just came to me that, like, wow, like, this man is willing to do anything to put his heart into what he loves. And he would do it for people of our church and for anyone in Indio, California. Yes, sir. Yep, son. It's true. I will do anything for the gospel and for the people that attend our church and even people outside of our church. But it's been uh, a life love and it's been a passion of mine. And uh, I don't do it with my own ability or within my own power. I do it with the, the power of the Lord and with the compassion that he gives me. That's great stuff, Pops. If I may be honest, Pops, just seeing you for the past 10 years preaching in church made me think to myself, if I ever became a pastor or just gave a word in church one day, what exactly would I have to do to get to that point in church? And what do you think I should do if I wanted to do, do all that? Well, son, it really depends on how you feel. Meaning that if you really wanted to give a word in church, you pray on it. You continue observing more of church services. And Joe, just go with whatever God, God puts on your heart and what you think God would want you to share with the people. Now, people see preaching and they think that's the job of a pastor. That's 30, 40, maybe 50 minutes of a week. They don't see the funerals. They don't see the weddings. They don't see the visits in the hospital. They don't see the late nights when people call and there's a, there's a hospital visit or anything of the sort. Or they don't see when people need finances or when people might need a myriad of uh, uh, different things. So I would say, son, not don't just prepare uh, a word. Prepare a style of life that's a style of life that's willing to serve. Um, even if you don't become a pastor, we all are called ministers, which means servants. So we should be willing to serve others uh, where they have needs. And in conjunction, you should study the word of God. You should read his Bible. You should know him and have a relationship with him if you want to, at any time, in any way, shape, or form, deliver a word from him. Very inspirational. And also, if people if people were to ask you that same question, like if they came to you, ask you for advice on being in church, what would you advise them or would you advise them the same thing you just said to me right now? Yeah, pretty much. I, I don't have any second thoughts about how the process or how it should be worked out. Um, I was taught a long time ago about preaching that you prepare for 10 like you prepare for 10,000. So that means that you're honest and that you're true, that you take to heart what you're going to give to people. And in the same vein, um, I would encourage people just to pray to God because there's a purpose for us all. Um, all of us can't be the same thing at the same time. Although just like in the body, the body is the body, but every part of the body does not have the same placement in the body nor the same function of the other parts of the body. So that's why the church itself has to have the different offices of in the body. At the same time, there's things that correlate and things that kind of overlap. However, there's still an individuality uh, to everybody. So I would just encourage everyone to become whoever God designed them to be. It's, it's not a big mystery. Once you get into a place where you're taught and once you get to a place where you're willing to learn, you'll find your way. You'll find your, your, uh, your purpose in 
the body. So I would encourage people globally, yeah, um, put God first, seek after him first, and then there is something for you. So the pastorate, some people know that they're supposed to pastor. Some of them need work. Some of them need to change their lifestyle. Some of them need to come out of the world. And some of them need to be under a good leadership. And some of them just need to be still so that the Lord can use them. So, yes, my encouragement is pretty much the same. Wow. (laughs) And uh, why don't you share a little bit about leadership? Like, since you basically take the lead in everything in church, like, tell us, like, what that's about. Like, when you lead people in church or you lead people in your own home, like, does it ever, like, make you, like, a little bit nervous? Or does, does it, like, encourage you to just keep going and going with it? Like, well, all of the above. Encouraged, discouraged. Um, what in the heck am I doing? Do I know what I'm doing? Did I sign up for this? Why did I sign up for this? <laughs> you know, and, and, and being honest in leadership, uh, leadership is only as good as the results that the people get. You know, and, and it's not like, uh, I would say like any business. Business have Businesses have a reason for existing. They have goals and objectives. And then they have to be honest about evaluating if their reason for existing, their goals and objectives are met. So with a church business, so to speak, my leadership is only as good as anybody who needs us the most can see a difference in their life. I'm not an effective leader just because there might be three or 400 people in the church. I would consider myself a good leader if the people in the church are becoming stronger, becoming wiser, becoming more mature. And as Christians, I would consider that if the leadership, the ministers that work with me, the, the, the persons that co-labor, the other teachers and preachers, if they become better at teaching, preaching, if they become better husbands, better wives, if they become better citizens inside a church and outside a church, then my leadership is going somewhere positive and somewhere good. Um, leadership is not doesn't give me a right to to boss people around, to tell people what to do. Um, to judge people, leadership, good leadership starts with the reason why the church, why does the church exist? Now, what are our goals and objectives to build and enhance lives, to 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 help the underserved and to to give a look to the under overlooked and then to encourage all along to become better and more like Christ. And then we have to evaluate ourselves. Are we doing that? Are not not only are we growing, growing by numbers, but maturing, are we? Are we becoming more effective in our community? Are we doing things that people really can take note of and say, my life is changing? And I'm knowing that it's because of the leadership under God. So leadership itself is is, is very multifaceted, Malik. And uh, you have to be intentional. You have to be honest. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to understand that like Andrew Carnegie did, you know, he knew he wasn't the smartest person in the world, although he had influence and he had smarts. He put something around himself called, that he called the brain trust, where some people had better skills in certain ways in certain certain arenas in life. And they they would help to build the whole business because they had expertise and a level of knowledge and understanding, even passion sometimes, a willingness to dig into something that he personally couldn't. But he brought it all together because he was smart enough as a leader. So personally, I like to be a smart enough leader to bring the best in people and bring the best out of people that's great that 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 is also great and i do believe me i always do try to take the leadership 
advice that you've been giving me for the past several years and just seeing you lead our church, lead our home and just everything in life. I just see you take the lead and I always try to find that same encouragement and confidence and intention to take the lead. I mean, it wasn't just you. It wasn't just you. You know, my my grandma, she also said the same thing. Like you've been following your brothers and you've been following others your whole life. Now it's your turn. Make people want to follow you. Be a Mm -hmm. leader. Like be that leader. And I admit there are times I'm afraid to take the lead, but it's like, how do I do it? Like, how do I do it? Like, you know, like, but like you said, like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to take that lead. Like just take everything that you've learned and try to put it into this test. Like this is your test of being a leader. Show what you can do, whether with encourage or discourage, as you said, just keep going, keep going, just keep, keep going. And that's, that's, that's what I can give you as, as advice, Malik. Um, not all leaders that are great leaders today were great leaders in their yesterdays. However, they kept going. They refined themselves. They learned something. They went places to learn how to lead. Uh, they sat under, and they weren't, they weren't afraid to be mentored. They weren't um, headstrong to, and, and had all the answers. Because realistically, a good leader is, is, is a great listener, a great listener first before they implement anything. They listen. And sometimes the people that can give you the best advice on leadership are the people that are perceived or perceptually a little bit lower than you. They might be going through hard times, but you can learn from them. They might be struggling, but you can still learn from them. I learn from homeless people all the time. When you have a conversation with people like that who are on tough times, don't mean that you can't hear something. Don't mean that you can't listen something for, for something. doesn't mean that you can't learn something. And it doesn't mean that you can't enhance yourself or enhance their lives. Leadership is is multifaceted, Malik. Malik. Leadership is ever-changing, but also always important. And a great leader is only as great as the people that are willing to follow their lead. I totally understand that, Pops. Thanks a lot. You're welcome. And uh, thanks again for everything you said. It was very encouraging today. And now I, now I remember where I learn to give great advice I, I get it from you awesome well don't tell your mom that because <laughs> she might not agree but that'll be between me and you got it fair enough <laughs> yep <laughs> well that's all the time we have for today everybody also remember what i said before if you really want to do something big in your life or become something big in in your life then go for it do not let anybody or anything stop you from being what you want to be thank you all so much for joining me on my show today and thanks dad for being my special guest today I'm your host, Malik Williams, and thanks for listening to Life of a Church Pastor. Hello, everybody. This is Malik Williams. I just wanted to tell you guys once again, thank you for taking your time to listen to my show, Life of a Church Pastor. And I have a quick message for you guys. My message is that if you're a Christian and you believe in God, that's great. If you're not a Christian and you don't believe in God, well, I'm going to tell you this right now. There is a God. I understand there's people out there who doubt that God is real. But I'm going to tell you this right now for those of you out there who don't believe in God. Just know there is a God. He saved me, my family, and my friends. And he's blessed my father with a special church where we all love and care for one another. So that's my lesson. My lesson is if you believe in God, I would advise you to try and convince and persuade people into believing in him because god 
is great, big, mighty, and he loves us all. God bless you.